Good morning. Welcome to the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. We've got some economic news to go through today and kind of a yin and a yang overall. Jobless numbers dropped. Manufacturing is in the toilet. Goldman Sachs went up with 58% profit decrease. And home prices are up. Everything makes sense. <laughs> super straightforward, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you this morning? I I, I am good. I was uh, I I'm tired. Just got back from D.C. I'm where I was doing some advocacy work on the broker community and for consumers. And uh, but I am here. I am on this live, and we've got some fun mix of information here because I feel like. This is the trend. Like we had some great, a couple good days of interest rates. Like they were holding, improving mm-hmm. a little bit. And then you get that beautiful jobless claims report today and all the gains and all the improvement we saw this week, gone. Gone. And gone. the funny part is, is it's not even a big number, right? Like, no. it's like it was a dramatic change to see the impact that it had on the markets this morning was kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 228,000 is still not, you know, a spectacular number. We've been averaging, what, roughly about 250? Yeah, 235, 240, right in that range. But right this in that was, range. You know, they were projecting, and I think that's the key, is they were thinking, projecting 242, I think, this time. Mm-hmm. And we get 228, which we all know, like, there's, it'll get revised. Yeah, <laughs> but in that that knee jerk reaction always happens when that first number gets reported. Correct. But what gets me is you get this news, and then you get this news. The Fed's right. manufacturing gauge remains in negative territory for the eleventh straight straight month. Okay. But all anyone's looking at in the market is the jobless number. Yeah. So everything, like, like, I, like, yeah, like, uh, uh, there's, there's I thought you were supposed to look at all of it. No. You know? You don't. I mean, if manufacturing is down 11 straight months, that's, and we saw it in the in the numbers released last month, manufacturing employment is is down huge. I think it was, they had lost 42,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. Somewhere yeah, in that. Right in that range. Yeah, right in that range. So you've got this, you know, Pull one way, pull another way. None of it's like great news, but the market is reacting that, hey, you know, look at the 10 year T this morning. I mean, we were starting out, we had a nice day yesterday. We're down at what, 3.76, 3.75 in that area. And this morning, boom, like you said, all the gains that we have seen this past week are totally gone. Yeah. So we're pro- you're probably going to be sitting what in the sevens again on a lot of rates around there, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna come, and we're still in this influx of we see you know we've been seeing this trend of we have a bad week and then we have a good week, but that good week doesn't get us all the way back to where we were before that bad mm-hmm. week. But then before we can even get back, we have another bad week. So yep. it's kind of just been very very interesting to see how these things are kind of the moving and it's it's very you know there's a lot of knee-jerk um reaction to reports that i don't i don't feel would initially have 
as big of an impact as they're having. But I think this all plays into that fear and that propensity of, well, the feds are going to increase rates again. Right. Like, I think everybody knows they are now, right? Like, does anybody not well, think no, that they're going not, to? Not everybody. Wait There's a minute. 2% of the world that says they're not. <laughs> point, point two. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a big number there. <laughs> yeah. 99.8% feel that rates are going to increase next week. Yep. And and that's what we were hoping that we would, we were hoping we would get information that would kind of, make the feds pause the second month. And I don't like I, the way that the news is kind of played out is I think we're going to see it. And then I think after we see the feds increase the rate, I think we're going to get a lot of revised numbers. We're going to get a lot of details mm-hmm. that are going to probably paint the picture that maybe we shouldn't have raised rates again. It's, it's interesting because this week I had probably six clients actually pull out of the market. Mm-hmm. just said, Brendan, I can't do it. I can't do it with the interest rates. I can't do it with the home prices. Uh, I just, we're going to wait. Yeah. We're going to wait. You know, one, one young couple are moving down from New York and they're like, we've got family down here that mm-hmm. we can live in, live with while, while we wait for it. You know, we had a client that basically with the interest rates got priced out of where she can afford a home. Mm-hmm. He's going to be looking at a rental for another year. Had a gentleman from Coco, you know, same thing. He's like, Brennan, just it doesn't make any sense. The prices are too high. The houses that I can afford need work. Yep. And I'm just not willing to pay, you know, 7%, seven and a quarter for a house that I still got going and put work into. Yeah. It, and it just, you, you wish maybe the Fed should come work with us for a day. Maybe they get a different perspective. I don't know what's on what's going on. Look, you why are you questioning them? Like they are very in tune with what's actually going on. <laughs> All I can picture is back when uh, the first president Bush went to the grocery store and they had a scanner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. He like, was amazed. <laughs> You, you're you're telling me all of this stuff, and I'm like, I after spending the time in DC, do you know how hard these guys having to walk on marble floors? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. But but um, I, yeah, like it's kind of interesting right now with what we are seeing is because what we're feeling on the streets is much different than the picture that is being painted by the feds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the hard part, but you know, we have buyers that are saying, I'm going to sit on the outside and I'm going to wait, but, but what are we also seeing? Like, don't we still see, like, we're still like, it's not like values are going down. No, they're not. So Wait, here, this, you know, this is Redfin's, uh, market report from this morning, actually, <laughs> that we're seeing, you know, a 2% increase in prices from last year. Wow. Yeah. And what, you know, which you think about that, it's like last year, this time we were still what low sixes, mm-hmm. high fives. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. We were touching the sixes right in that range, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot more affordable. The, when the rates were just starting to push up was, yeah. you know, mid July, beginning of August when we start, when we started so seeing the really push. Yeah. Yeah. The rates starting to push up. 
but and, that's that's the crazy part is all right so that was then and we see pricing continue to go up and you're you're sitting there thinking okay well okay buyers are saying i'm gonna have to sit on the outside but it, home values are continuing to climb like by time rates start to go down they're gonna get the same payment because they're sitting on the outside now yeah so we're creating life like we're in a position now where it's starting to create people that used to be able to buy are now going to be potentially permanent renters which I, yeah i mean well i feel that logic right is yeah. what like what are we going to start seeing we're going to see developers doing what like what, exactly what we this. saw what we saw come out yesterday and this this just blew my mind award winning award winning award-winning build to rent don't they make it sound wonderful yeah you don't, you don't want to own anymore you want you don't want to own anything you, where have we heard that oh wait where's my tinfoil hat shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's true it's like okay and this isn't the first build to rent development in orlando no, but this is going to be six, uh, 62 homes, 62 homes. Gate. I'm assuming though, that it's probably, it's affordable. Like it's affordable rentals, right? Yeah, this like is affordable, for, affordable, housing. affordable housing. Yeah. Like that's why it's award winning, right? That's yeah. Because your rent is going to be getting at for a 1500 square foot house, 1522 square feet, $2,695 per month but that's a three bedroom. Like, I mean, 20, like, so why is it an award-winning program? It's like, we're going to build yeah. it. We're going to build a development that we're going to charge $2,700 a month in rent for the entry-level home. For the entry-level home. And, and that's award-willing. What is this? What did they like? Is this like, did they win an award with like business innovation or something like this for like another way to make money? Yeah, like, it, it, and I'm not saying people is. like businesses aren't in the business. Like, it, like yes, we all need to be profitable. But this is a very interesting dynamic. Is we have a housing shortage, and we have a very, very large housing shortage in Florida. Mm -hmm. And developers that would normally be building to sell homes to help with that shortage are saying, "Wait a minute, let's just rent these out instead. We still yeah. help with the housing shortage, but." Yeah. We can charge. Yeah, but what gets me is is you look at their qualifications to rent the homes, right? Yeah. Are the same as it would be to purchase the home. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to the mutual client we have where she would have been, she had given us a number. Mm -hmm. She could have purchased the home. We literally threw the home. Expanded Hometown Heroes program. We're going to get her in for nothing out of pocket. Yeah. Nothing. With negotiated seller credits, with the Hometown yep. Heroes, with the, she was going to be in the program for her inspections. Yep. That's it. We were about $200 over what she wanted to spend. Mm -hmm. So for that $200, she's going, I set her rentals because I'm like, okay, this is basically where we're at. Mm -hmm. Her rentals are going to be maybe a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars less than where she wanted to be. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I just don't want to pay someone else's mortgage. I 
I'm paying 7%, but it's better than paying 100%. Yeah. Of someone else's. Mm-hmm. Any day of the week. Yeah. And that's the hard, but, but, you know, obviously there's commitments, the time, and there's, there's a lot of dynamics and, but that's the crazy part is, is it's like, you know, we always say like renting is more expensive and it used to be an easy, easy, easy decision, style. right? It'd be like, yeah. oh, well, renting is more expensive than buying a home. Here's what it would look like. But now it's like, well, buying a home is kind of the same price as renting, but you got to come out and then you're committed to 30 years instead of one year, you know, and you, you have the, like, now it's a little bit harder conversation because there's not as much incentive, right? Like, yes, it's yours. You're building equity, you're growing, you have that. But if you have a short-term mindset, you're looking at the short-term versus the long-term, long-term. it's hard to really see the value. Yeah. I, I mean, especially here in Florida where we've seen price increases in homes, yeah. we've seen price increases in insurance, mm-hmm. price increases in property taxes. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're looking at this and you look at a $350,000 home, you know, it's 1500 square feet and mm-hmm. her payment was going to be $2,800. Yeah. Or, and it was a, it was a 2017 home. So really not, not too bad. Um, or I can rent a brand new house for 2,700 and not have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. It does. It gets to the point where it's, it, it's not as easy yeah. to, to show them. It's to me it now becomes more pride of ownership, having mm-hmm. owning something. Um, and look, and really it is looking at that long-term because if historically you look, the greatest wealth in this country has all been through real estate. Yep. And I don't see that changing. And especially with the, the less less available, the greater the value. Yep. But it has become more difficult for everyone. You know, sellers and buyers. I mean, sellers don't want to sell again because why am I going to give up a two and a half, three percent interest rate? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll make a ton of money, but man, I'm going to have to, you know, suck up and take a seven percent. No, no, thank you. Right. I mean, right now, like when we look and some of the conversations we have is that blended ratio, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, like, yes, you're selling and you're going to a seven from a three. But what debts do you have outside of this with all that value and all that money that you gain from the sale? Like, what can we pay off to get your your monthly more manageable while still getting you into that higher home? Right. And yes, the, the mortgage itself would be higher. But if we can eliminate you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars in credit card debt that might be fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred in monthly payments now, is there value there? Yep. Yeah. You and know. it just it gets to the point where you're just man, you just you just want to, you know, uh it I feel bad for when you look at at you know my kids, your kids age, it's like mm-hmm. Will they ever be able to own a home if prices continue to get, continue to go the way they're going? Well, you, you know, know like job growth, like income, like wage growth is, is up there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wage growth is through the roof. 
through the roof. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're going to be, be competing against AI as well. You know? Yeah. I tell I, I tell my kids, you know, hey, become a plumber, electrician, you know, HVAC, because you're you're always going to need those. And there's actually more people retiring from those trades that are going into it. Yeah, that's true. So. All right. Well, let's get into our numbers. Orlando, Orlando. numbers. Let's see. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't a bad week. Um, we jumped actually about 100 closings. For the week okay up to 444 single family inventory grew by 72 so we're we're above that four thousand mark okay okay which is nice to see uh condos um they're up uh about 40 roughly okay. uh their inventory only grew by 16 overall okay but here's here's where we're seeing it again is you know the original the final is Boy, that margin's getting tight up mm -hmm. close to that 100% mark. Yeah. You know, we're 97 and a half. I think last week we were 97. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of room to to to, uh, to negotiate. And then our average days on market actually dropped five days. Which kind of makes sense. Is this is the time of year where you got a lot of families out. A lot mm -hmm. of people actually actually looking for homes. Decisions to be made. People got to execute quickly. Yep. I mean, school starts in what, two weeks? Yeah, pretty much. Two, three weeks. Yeah. Two, three weeks. So you want to you want to try and close and get into that house before the school starts for families. Mm -hmm. um, here you see our average sales price jumped a little bit. Median. Probably. I'm seeing pretty even. But we're, we're probably like the pretty much like the nation about up about 2% from the low. Mm -hmm. And then here's, you know, you see our average days on market, you know, has slowly over the past couple of weeks taken, um, gotten, gotten lower, you know, yeah. down to 38 days. And here's our, here's our inventory, yep. which we were down, I want to say in March, I think we were down, if I remember right, the numbers we were 18, 19% below last year's number. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're slowly climbing back up. Mm -hmm. slowly but to really start seeing a debt i think in the prices we've got to break that five thousand homes yeah i definitely i think you're i think you're right like and it's we're a ways away away from that so sure. i mean because well, the, the 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 nice homes the homes that are priced right the, the homes that are clean presentable yep. they're still going in a couple of days and they're still i mean they, they're not getting the 50 multiple offers that yeah. you've seen in the past but they may be getting two or three offers on a house right now. Mm -hmm. but, and I think, but where we're seeing the price break is that $500,000 mark. Yeah. That those homes above 500,000 are tending to be on the market longer than the ones under the 500,000. Mm -hmm. Then we go into our condos. Same thing. I mean, there's not a lot of spread. Your final yeah. list of sales price is only 98 0.3%. Very little wiggle room there. Very little wiggle room. And their days on market are the same 38. You know, average sales, we're still a little bit below the median here. But our inventory, we actually have more condos in inventory 
than at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Which that's good to see. So we should start seeing maybe a little more wiggle room, a little mm-hmm. more um, uh, ability to negotiate as that, that number still needs, that number also needs to increase. You really need to get that up around 2,500. Yeah. You get that up to 2,500. I think we're going to see the buyers start to have a little more, you know, evenness with sellers, you mm-hmm. know, more, more balanced market than we currently have. Yeah. Overall. So that's where our numbers are. You know, markets slow, steady, keeps mm-hmm. moving. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be here every week to keep you up to date, to kind of laugh at the economic news and figure out why the world is upside down. So <laughs> I think it'll all make sense in like a year. You think so? I, 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 I think we're, we'll go through it and it's going to be interesting. I feel like we're going to start seeing some balancing out and, and I do think that the feds will, you know, hold back at a certain point, but, you know, hopefully the feds don't go to the, Fed fund rate being to where it was in like the early eighties. Like, I don't think. Oh, we'll no, <laughs> no I, I mean, when we look at the, the inflation numbers, we it's, it has pulled back yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. I, I think I'm hoping this is their last one. And I'm hoping you kind of hope that all everything that they've done in the past kind of hits all at once so that they realize, Hey, yeah, all right, yeah. we went too far. We got to pull back. We got to pull back a little bit and we got to settle down. The hard part is, is it's almost like if they pull back at all, do we see this like jump of like everybody pounces right away and then they go, oh, we we pulled back too quick. Like, because I think we are going to see a little bit of an initial, like when they pull back, we're going to see an initial hit. Yep. And that's where it's going to be interesting. Yep. I agree with you. All right, sir. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next Thursday. Rock it out, guys.